Welcome to the Soccer Podcast, where we talk soccer in Delaware, soccer in the rest of the world, and everything in between. My name is Sebastian, and this week I'm joined here by Dwayne. Sebastian, new year, back to training. All of our players are showing up, getting back into the back into the grind for 2022. First official in first official week of indoor soccer. Yep. Um, for all of our teams. So that was exciting. I, I enjoy, I genuinely enjoy indoor uh, for a couple of different reasons. One, um, I like futsal or or the futsal techniques and things like that. Um, I, I enjoy I enjoy doing that. I enjoy um teaching that i think it's it's very helpful i think that there's a big correlation on, on some of the skills to when you go to outdoors and there, there's there's some helpful things from a development standpoint there i also like indoor because it does put a lot more pressure on the individual players to like take more ownership of their development because indoor has everything to do from a with a technical standpoint from a technical standpoint so it's one of those things that if you don't um, if you don't focus on the technical aspect of it, if you don't, you know, you're going to, you're going to get what you put into it. So if you don't put, you know, a hundred percent effort into it, you might not get, you know, the results you're looking for and then it'll show. So, um, that's also why I enjoy indoor as well. Running that triangle offense. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a lot to do with like, it's funny because like a lot of football is played on basketball courts, but a lot of it's kind of the same as like, basketball with the ball movement going in going out you've got to move like you can't can't yeah. sit in the paint for three seconds you've got to get in you got to get out you got to find space next week we're doing the, the next week we're doing the three-man weave hey you heard it here first <laughs> a lot of correlation to basketball that is part of that was part that is part of the futsal um like the foot like the united soccer coaches futsal diploma really i haven't mm-hmm. got that far yet but when you see my kids doing alley oops, you know, a little scoop and a volley into the back of the net. Alley oops. Lob City. <laughs> well, speaking of football, speaking of the convention, uh, we're gonna be we're really excited because we're gonna be part of the podcast row at the 2022 United Soccer Convention, United Soccer Coaches Convention in Kansas City next week. Like next week, we're coming to you from the convention. Yes. Um Kansas City. So- Yep, the convention is the ultimate event for soccer coaches and those who work in the game. Rekindle your passion through presentations, on-field demonstrations, exhibits, and events for coaches at every level. Whether you're attending alone or bringing the whole coaching staff, there's no better place to learn, network, experience, and experience all aspects of the game. If you're registered today, as a listener of this podcast, you use the promo code POD22, P-O-D-2-2. At checkout, you'll save $80. Your registration also includes all the recorded sessions, so you won't miss a thing. Visit UnitedSoccerCoachesConvention.org today to register and use promo code POD22 at checkout. We'll be at Kansas City. We'll see you there next week. Kansas City. Shout out to Chad because we'll be at T-Shots working on our golf game. (laughs) We got games. Giveaways. Prizes. Yeah, we got prizes. So come out and uh and hang out with us at the hang out with us at the podcast room. And we have our own swag now. We do have our own swag. That's right. That's right. We're really excited. Um, we also rec registration also opened up this week, Dwayne, for the spring. And discovery registration is open. So yeah. uh for you know our players that want to come out and have fun in the spring season. You had fun in the fall, it's your first time playing soccer, you want to try something new. 
Um, discovery and rec registration is now open. We service kids from U3, so the age of two, all the way up to U16, um, all ages in between, boys and girls, all skill levels. Um, it's a great opportunity. Um, so go to our website at DelawareUnion.com and you can look on the spring rec page or the discovery page to find the respective link to register. Um, so yeah, looking forward to it. Um, you know, the season kicks off April 2nd, but you know, we're trying to get ahead of things, iron uh, things out, work with people through registration. So everything's not being done at the last second. Yeah, absolutely. Make sure you follow us on social media as well. Facebook.com slash Union. On Instagram at Delaware Union Soccer and on Twitter at DE Union Soccer Podcast Instagram or Instagram pod, Podcast Instagram, yeah, at D Soccer Podcast, DE Soccer Podcast. Make sure you follow it there. And of course, our diamonds next week. I think at the convention, we're announcing players. We're announcing players at the convention. Um, make sure you follow at DE Union Diamonds on Instagram and on Facebook. We are announcing players next week. Some players, not all the players. Some players. Well, now some of the players. Uh, uh, I forgot to add, if you want to give back to the game at any point, you know, you want to be a referee, you want to be a coach, reach out to one of us. That's right. Send us a message on one of the podcast things, and we'll get you back involved in the game. Right. Yeah. We got we got job opportunities available. What is it that the, the a lot of the camp companies or places, we're hiring, exclamation point. We're hiring. Yeah. You want to get your kid your their first job? They're over the age of 13 and want to make a little bit more than minimum wage. Call us. <laughs> well, don't call us. Message us on Facebook. Messages. Yeah. Email yeah. us. There's no email problem. Us. Don't call us. <laughs> Delaware Union does not have a working telephone number. <laughs> and if you ever find my phone number, uh, don't call me either. <laughs> no, it's okay. You can call me. Well, actually, no, don't text. Text me first. At reasonable hours, you'll get that. You'll get that voicemail real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So let's talk about the Afcon. What um, is Afcon? The African Cup of Nations. Oh, okay. The Afcon started this week. Started on Sunday. Um, I'm. I, listen. I enjoy the Afcon. I, I watch it. Um. I I like it. I think it does not get the respect it deserves from a worldwide standpoint. Um, I've noticed it. Uh, Bean Sports is broadcasting it. Not all the matches are broadcasted. Some of them are broadcasted. Some of them you have to watch watch them on Bean Sports Extra, which is like the weirdest and hardest channel to find. You have to like search for it inside a sling because it's not on the guide. Uh, <laughs> so it, it's a weird it's a weird thing. But not only that, I think, and this is the part that I think it's disappointing. And I understand, I can understand, or not, not that I understand it. I know why uh, the resources are not put into it the same as they are put into for the um, for the Euros or for the uh, Gold Cup and all that stuff. I understand why, or again, I understand. I know why. It's because um, financially, it's not the same. Right, financially and politically. Right. So, what? Who broadcasted the Euros last? Uh, ESPN, right? ESPN typically. Yeah. ESPN, yeah, ESPN has ESPN. the rights to all the major tournaments, I think. Right. So ESPN had the Euros. So obviously, you know, 
when you got that kind of money coming in, it's a different standpoint than beat what bean probably has. So bean only has now granted they're doing Spanish and English, but they have one, one person on the, on the commentary. So it's, it's the same person that's doing the play by play and commentary all at the same time in Spanish and English, only one person. So, so from that standpoint, like is, is it as exciting to watch as when you have two people kind of at least having a conversation through it? No, not at all. You don't get the fun facts, right? Yeah. You get some of them, but they're not as great and it's not as dynamic. It's not as exciting. Um, so that's, that's part of it. And then again, there's less of a pregame show and all these other things. So, but I think the other difficult part is the, the time difference too, right? What time do the games kick off? It's really no different than, than, than what the Euros were. It's still 8, 8, 8, 8, 8 11, and 2, I think are the game times usually. Yeah, 8, 11, 11 and 2, right? So it's usually 11 o'clock and 2 p.m. or 8, maybe get the, maybe get the early game, the 8 a.m. game. Like today, um, Senegal and, and uh, Guinea tied 0-0. First game of the morning. So, so I've watched the I've watched the African Cup of Nations. I've enjoyed it. Um, it's it's been fun to watch. It's not as I think it's a lot more balanced than I expected it would be. To be honest with you, um, they're a clear cut favorite so far. Uh, Cameroon. Cameroon's good. Um, I, mean, I was gonna Daniel say Senegal. Arteta. I was gonna say Senegal as well, but Senegal just tied their second game. They won their first. Nigeria, Egypt was a really good game. Oh yeah, really there's some star power there. Yeah, so that was a fun game. So Nigeria won that game. Um, Algeria tied against Sierra Leone. So there's a little bit of star power in Sierra Leone too, isn't there? Yes, yes. Sierra Leone. Uh, all the Camaras play there. <laughs> All the Kamaras. Yeah, it's Sierra, Le- Sierra Leone. You have the entire like anybody. If you're named Kamara, and you're from Sierra Leone, you got a pretty good shot at making the national team. If your name is Kamara. You are from Sierra Leone. Yeah, I mean, on the starting lineup, you had four, four Kamaras on the starting lineup on the starting eleven, and then there was two more off the bench. So, um, so coach, I want to get all six in at the same time. <laughs> um so yeah so there, there was there were some really good games uh ivory coast um beat, always strong beat equatorial uh guinea one nothing um so it, again i think it's an interesting it, it's a lot closer than i expected I, outside of cameroon beating ethiopia four to one so far all the results have been one nothing cameroon beating um Burkina Faso two to one. Everything else has been one nothing or zero zero. Um, so you know it's it's a it's a very close to very close uh tournament, which is which is makes it exciting. What I do yeah, want to talk I'm, about. Let's talk about the referees. Let's talk about the Tunisia Mali game. Let's talk about the referees. Let's please talk about the Tunisia Mali game. If you don't know what happened, uh, you may have seen in the news or not, but if you don't know, here's here's what happened. So Tunisia and Mali are playing. Uh, referee is from Zambia, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, <laughs> so 0-0 first half. Nothing, nothing there. Second half, uh, Mali gets a PK called in their favor, so against Tunisia. 
actually the referee doesn't see it. They go to VAR. Gets called on VAR as a handball. Molly scores it. One nothing. Right? I, I, at that point, nothing crazy, right? Just nothing pretty, out of the norm. Nothing out of the norm, right? It, it's a goal in the hmm. 48, 78. right? 48th minute, right? Three really? minutes in the second half. No big deal, right? So some subs happen. Both teams making all five subs. An important note there. All, all team, both teams making all five subs each. In the 77th minute, um, Mali gets a PK goal against them. So in favor of Tunisia. And in that point, the referee calls it and then goes back and reviews it on VAR. Was it, it was validated through VAR, so PK. Um, Molly goalkeeper stops it, makes the save, and they take like a 30 second pause at that point to make sure that he was on the line and all those things were correct. So VAR does a quick check, passes, everything's fine. So the score still remains 0 0. 85th minute of the game, the referee decides that the game is over. <laughs> So he blows the whistle for for the the final whistle in the 85th minute. Then quickly realizes that the game is technically not over because he still has five minutes left to go in the game. Plus, who, who would mo- what most would expect would be some sort of extra time added as well. So 85th minute calls the game. Um, Tunisia players and Mali players go up to him like, "What are you doing?" Tunisia bench is like going crazy. He realizes his mistake. About a minute goes by, or 30 seconds, 45 seconds go by. Um, Tunisia gets the ball again. We continue to play. About a minute later, um, Mali player gets red carded. Straight red, going into a challenge late. Hits the guy in the ankle. All right. He gives the guy a straight red. Um, we're talking 87th minute at this point. Um, so uh, Toure gets it. Uh, LB. Bilal Toure, who had just come in like 10 minutes before, gets tossed. Uh, he was ready to go. He, he, he was flowing. Referee comes back and checks it because VAR told him to check it. So we have now reviewed three VAR plays. We have now three VARs plus the PK check plus the um, the 85th minute call of the game plus 10 substitutions. Um, now granted all the substitutions didn't happen in 10 different occasions, but still there was a lot of substitutions. 89th minute and 47 seconds. According to the TV clock on Bean Sports, the referee decides to blow the whistle and end the game. We have no idea what was on the referee's clock, by the way. <laughs> we don't, but <laughs> let's just say let's just say he was 13 seconds ahead. You ended it on the 90th minute in a one nothing game after three VARs. I mean. Hey, you know what he did? He had a crock pot on in his hotel room. And he had the timer set. And he had to get back to his hotel room, <laughs> get his dinner off the crock pot. I, I guess. Um, so needless to say, people were not super happy or thrilled with him. That's putting it in a very nice way. Tunisia players were very, very upset. Tunisia coaching staff was going crazy at him. Uh, they really, they were going after him. 
not happy, not happy at all. Um, so yeah, so that's that's what uh, this is why you should be watching the AFCON. Get some excitement. You get like, to see. There is so much fun happening in there. A lot of, <laughs> yeah, a lot of excitement because I think this guy had some money on the game. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. So make sure you watch the AFCON. It's it's a good said, time. Look, we'll put some money on the game. One nothing. And I'll end the game really. We'll just get <laughs> out of there. No extra time. No no drama. We'll just get out of there. So if you're uh, if you're watching if you're listening to the podcast today, uh, by the time the, the episode comes out, uh, here's what you have to look out for. Look forward to tomorrow: Nigeria, Sudan, uh, Guinea, Basu, Bissau, Egypt, uh, Gambia, Mali, Tunisia. Oh, that's Sunday. Uh, Tunisia versus uh, Mauritania, um, and then Ivory Coast, Sierra Leone. That's gonna be a good game. And then Algeria, Equatorial Guinea on Sunday. And then we get into uh, Monday where everybody plays at 11 a.m. So there's only two games a day because both groups have to both both sides of the group have to play at the same time. Absolutely. Eliminate any match fixing there. So here's how the here's how the the tournament works. Um, There are um, six groups out of the six groups. Top two make it in. Uh, for a top twelve, plus the third, the four best four third best. place teams from the groups make it make it in as well uh, to make a top uh, sixteen for the round of sixteen. So exciting stuff! So make sure you you watch the Afcon; it's it's good stuff. Um, all right, I also want to bring up uh, referees. Continuing on the on this on this referee thing that we have going on. Um. I want to want to talk about something positive with referees. Uh, so I want to send a big shout out to uh, Natalie Simon. Um, she is the first black woman to earn a FIFA badge. Uh, so she is 32 years old. Um, from from my neck of the woods, uh, I don't think I know. My neck of the woods. Well, I don't think I know her, even though we're close to the same age. Well, I, I know we know we have people in common. So uh, Erica Barahona, who was on our podcast before a few months ago. Uh, so I'm going to know somebody that knows somebody. Yeah, I want to see if we can get uh, Natalie on the on the podcast. But um, so she played at Stetson in uh, in Orlando, uh, Stetson, small, um, small private school in Orlando. Uh, played there um, and then was a referee. And then, uh, yeah, she just earned her FIFA badge, which is really, really exciting. So congratulations to her. Congratulations. Uh, more diversity in the referee world is what we need. Um, we need more people in the referee world. We need more referees in general. So we're, we're working on it. Um, we're working yeah. on it. So if you want to be a referee, don't forget to reach out to Dwayne. Dwayne's got you covered. Um, all right. And then the other thing I want to talk about, is there's been a lot of transfer news from the U.S. Men, U.S. men's national team or U.S. players going overseas, right? So Ricardo Pepe, uh, $20 million uh, transfer going to Augsburg. Already making his debut, too. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he made his debut against Hoffenheim? No, not Hoffenheim. Whoever Chris Richards plays for, they played okay. each other. They played each other. <laughs> Good. 
Yeah. So, um, so that's gonna be really, really good. Um, so he's he's off to Augsburg, um, to play in Germany. So that'll be really cool. Um, and then we also have uh Daryl DK. He's going to West Brom. Yep. He went to West Brom. West Brom. Uh, so that's exciting. He's already playing. Yep. I don't think he's um, ever stopped playing because he went on loan to England last year. So he's just been yeah. playing for the past year. Yeah. Um, and then who are some of the other ones that, that have happened? Johnny, Johnny Sands, I think, went to – he went overseas on a transfer. Johnny Sands, where did he go? Uh, Sorry, yeah, Rangers. Rangers over James, in uh, – James Sands. James Sands, not Johnny Sands. Sorry, Johnny or James. <laughs> he got loaned out to Rangers. Loaned to Rangers, yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, Caden Clark from the Red Bulls probably sealed his deal. He was on loan. He went to Salzburg, I believe, but he yeah. was back on loan back to Red Bull for the end of the year. So he finally got to move over overseas. Young Phenom. Well, the other one is uh, um, Fularen, uh Balogun, Balogun uh, who's an Arsenal player. who's a little bit younger, but he's <clears throat> he's a U.S. men's national team eligible player. Um, he's already made his debut for Arsenal. He's on loan to Middlesbrough. Good. Get some, get some experience, get some playing time. That's right. So, yeah, so we have we have a lot of players from the U.S. men's national team. Um, Mr. Uh, Berhalter needs to work on this guy from Bayern Munich who has U.S. men's national team eligibility, but he's playing for Germany. He played for like our U15 youth national team. He's in like the German U21 team. So forget what his name is. I was watching the Bayern game last week. You got to go find that kid. There you go. Um, so, yeah, so a lot of players moving moving from different places. And, to, yeah, and we got one that may be on the move out of Barcelona. Yeah, I mean, Serginio Des is – I mean, can, we can we can briefly have our, our Barcelona moment. Um, Serginio Des is potentially moving out of Barcelona. Uh, does not fit Xavi's system, I guess, um, which is fair. I don't, I don't, I, I think it's fine. I don't think, I don't think Dest has made any sort of, uh, you know, lasting impact to say like, oh my God, right. he's the best right back or left back or right wing or left wing or whatever position he wants to play that Barcelona has. Um, is he faster than Danny Alves? Maybe. Probably on a good day. But he's probably not as good defensively 1v1. Um, um, so yeah, so he's he might be on the move. Um, but yeah, so Barcelona lost in the uh, Spanish Supercopa, which is the first place. So the La Liga winner, the second place team from La Liga, then the Copa del Rey winner and the Copa del Rey finalist. Yes. Playing in a tournament in Qatar or Dubai or wherever they are. I think Qatar. Um, for whatever reason, it's it's a it's it's. Purely, I mean, I know it's money, but it's purely money driven because they've also explored having that tournament in America. Yeah. Um. Because obviously there was talks of La Liga El Clasico being moved to America for whatever reason, which would be La, in La Liga. La Liga. The league. The, the, the league. Classico. <laughs> the classic. 
<laughs> the classic. Um, but yeah, so so yeah, so Barcelona lost to Real Madrid. Um, it was really interesting because Real Madrid basically just played on the counter, let Barcelona have the ball, realized that Barcelona wasn't <laughs> going to get anything forward. So they're like, that's fine. We'll let you have the ball. You'll give it back to me. I'll counter you and I'll score goals that way. So we know Vinicius is faster than any of us. Vinicius, yeah. Vinny Jr. is very fast and also very good. Any of us is not the same Cristiano Ronaldo, brother. No, no, no. Yeah, it's going to be a different story there. So yeah, so it um 100% an interesting dynamic there at the uh, and then um I know you'll talk about this in a little bit too but then the Atletico Madrid was winning for a big part of the game and then lost. Um yeah, so big also big shout out to Arsenal yesterday. First team this year to not get scored on by Liverpool. And also playing 71 minutes with uh 10 players. You know why they didn't get scored on by Liverpool? So big shout out to the Gunners. Where are Liverpool's two best players at right now? Well, Mane and Salah, or yeah, they're at the Afcon. Come on, it's man! Oh, come on, you can't. You can argue. You can argue. You can say, well, Aubameyang is Afcon, and well, Aubameyang Thomas wasn't necessarily Part- playing to begin with with Arsenal. Thomas Partey's at Afcon. You can argue that, but come on. Come on, you can't tell me that with a with a forward three of Jota, Firmino, and Takumi, you, you're struggling. Firmino hasn't even been playing a lot this year. Yeah, but he scored a goal the other day. He hasn't even been playing a lot this year. Look at your back line: Alexander Arnold, Matip, Van Dyke, and Robertson. I don't expect them to score. Henderson, goals. Fabinho, Milner, and Allison in goal. Milner is old. Doesn't matter. Come on, man. You got to give the credit. You got to give the credit to Arsenal. You got to give the credit to Arsenal. Milner is there to fulfill the requirement of English players being in the team. (laughs) That is the only reason why he's still there. You got Trent Alexander Arnold. You got to have a certain amount of English players on your team. (laughs) You do. Uh, Come on. You got you got more than one. There's three of them on the start. There was three of them on the starting lineup. And who and somebody else is at Afcon, one of their center mids. Yeah, but anyways, uh, so big shout out to uh, to big shout out to Arsenal for for getting a really good result. Um, yeah. So, um, all right, player of the match. Uh, my player of the match goes out to Alexis Sanchez. Is he still uh, playing? Of course, he's still playing. Not only is he still playing, he's scoring goals, man. Uh, scored the game winner against um, Juve in the Supercoppa Italiana final. Um, Good. Who is the winner of the league versus the winner of the the League Cup, right? The the Coppa Italia or whatever it is. So there's just a bunch of tournaments going on of people that are <laughs> just trying to make money, put games on listen, TV. Listen. Uh, Alexis Sanchez scored in the 121st minute of the game. Game was about to go to PKs, and Alexis Sanchez came in and just tucked it in. Just put hey, it away. Abby Wambach scored in the 122nd minute of the game. Actually, I, I have to I have to uh I have to do a retroactive uh on this day in history when we get there. Uh speaking of Abby Wambach. Um 
so yeah, so my my player of the match goes to Alexis Sanchez, who hasn't been playing a whole lot as much this year, but came in um in the second Remember half. Remember to go back to Barcelona. Yeah, uh, and scores a scores a great goal. So uh who is your player of the match doing? Players of the match. So Nico Williams uh from Atletico Bilbao, brother of Inaki Williams, who we've talked about previously on the podcast. Um, who just loves to score against Barcelona for some reason. <laughs> so his younger brother, Nico, comes back, like Sebastian said earlier, wins the game, Atletico Bilbao beats Atletico Madrid in the Supercopa de España. So seems like one brother likes to score against Barcelona. Another brother likes to score against Atletico Madrid and beat them. So they got to find another brother and they could beat Real Madrid. And- well, now we'll see. Yeah, well, now we'll see. And they got to play Real Madrid one on Sunday. The final, yeah. So we'll see if one of them can figure it out against Real Madrid, and they'll each get a goal. You, you hear it here first. I thought go Bill Bell maybe win the Champions League. Hey, just based on that, I just, I just, we're rooting for for Athletic Bilbao, um, <clears throat> considering that Barcelona's out, and also they're they're a fellow New Balance club. Fellow New Balance. I also want to yeah. give a shout out to the uh, Barcelona training staff for somehow getting Memphis Depay and Tufati. <clears throat> and Usman Dembele to all play at the same time. <laughs> and Pedri. And Pedri Pedri was back. Uh, Sorry, and Pedri, yes. Yeah. So, big, big win there. So, all, all oh, four oh, of those guys oh. that have been injured this year all had the opportunity to play at the same time. Yeah. That's good. That's good physio work right there. Exactly. And then shout out to Umtiti for uh, taking that pay cut so they can get Fran, to- Fran Torres. Yeah, that's right. He renewed his contract, was able to get in. All right. On this day in soccer history. So my retroactive apology goes to Abby Wambach. Uh, we talked about January 7th last week about when Messi won his third Ballon d'Or. That same day, the women's Ballon d'Or was announced and Abby Wambach won it. Um, so that was 2010. That was the first, no, sorry, 2012. And that was the first women's Ballon d'Or, I believe. So, uh, so retroactively, shout out to Abby Wambach. But back, we're still on referees. I can't get out of it. Uh, on this day in history, not too long ago, uh, we're only going back four years, uh, January 14th, 2018. Um, regular good old French League Une game, uh, Nantes playing against PSG. 90th minute, PSG's winning one nothing. Um, the referee, Mr. Tony Chaperon, is running on a counterattack from PSG. The Nantes players are coming back behind him, and the player Diego Carlos is behind him, behind the referee, and like they kind of cross paths and accidentally he trips him. He accidentally trips him as he's falling. Uh, he tries to catch the referee. Referee turns like from the ground, kind of like rolls over, and as Diego Carlos runs by him, he kicks him in the shins. Uh, and then, and then when the play's over, he stops the game, gives Diego Carlos a second yellow card, and throws him out of the game because he was already in a yellow. Ridiculous. Um. So, Mister Tony, and this Tony is why Chapman all the. 
These are why games are played at 11 o'clock at the same time. <laughs> Tony Chaperon was, uh, was banned for six months um, <laughs> from refereeing. So, which it's interesting because you kicked the player and you only got banned for six months as a referee. <laughs> so, it's an interesting. These are where games kick off at 11 o'clock at the same time. As <laughs> well, the last week of the Premier League, all the games start at the same time. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, that was uh, that was four years ago where Diego Carlos got thrown out for accidentally uh, running into the referee and the referee and the referee turning around and kicking him back. We're not talking like 1930s. We're talking 2018. This happened. There are multiple angles of him kicking him. Like full on like slide tackle, like try to like go by reddish shin guards. Um, so yeah, so that was the on this day in soccer history. All right, fair play of the week. Uh, my fair play of the week goes out to James Rodriguez. If you don't know what James did this week, uh, you absolutely should look out for it. So um uh James is playing in the Qatar Stars League uh currently. Um, so, uh, Hamas plays for, uh, Al-Rayyan and, um, he, they're playing and, um, I believe, I can't remember where, um, yeah, yeah. Al Doha's Al-Haraf Garafa. Um, so player, um, former Mali international, uh, Usmane, Kolibali, uh heart a heart attack in the middle of the in the middle of the of the field or not in the middle of the field um on the field by the goal he had a heart attack Hamas uh goes out and before the paramedics or the 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 training staff comes in Hamas was able to stabilize his neck to make sure he could breathe and like not choking his tongue and stuff like that until the the medical staff was able to get in, so it actually saved his life. Shout out to Hamas. Yeah, that's right. So it's that it's that Real Madrid money that they got over there. I mean, yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah. So he adjusted his head. Um, yeah. So something I just thought of thing about the Stars League. Oscar from Chelsea back in the day is rumored to be leaving China. And coming to Barcelona on a similar deal as uh, Danny Alves. On that 35 plus deal? 35 plus dollar dollar a week deal. <laughs> you right. know he's got money. Yeah. yeah. He's got money. You leave Chelsea in your prime to go make money. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, my fair play week goes out to Hamas for saving um, Olubali's life. My fair play of the week is not that deep. <laughs> uh, my fair, fair play, play of the week goes out to the Chinese uh, to the Chinese Super League. Yeah, for letting Oscar uh, come to Barcelona. Now, my fair play of the week goes out to the Sorna School District um, for letting us use their facilities this week. So, shout out to the Sorna School District um, for letting us, well, for letting me personally use Sunnyside Elementary and Sorna Middle School. That's right. Um, very appreciated. Shout out to those custodians. Um, cause we know you're working hard, especially with COVID and then having to clean up after messy kids with dirt and hopefully not, hopefully don't have to clean up a whole lot after our kids. 
Well, hopefully you don't have to clean up, but you do have to wipe down the floors because I imagine they're not the cleanest. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's a big, that's a good one. Uh, All right. Well, make sure you follow us on all the social medias. Again, follow our new uh, Instagram account, The Soccer Podcast. Follow us on uh, Facebook and Instagram for Delaware Union. Delaware Union on Facebook. Delaware Union Soccer on Instagram. Uh, Follow Diamonds, The Union Diamonds. Subscribe to the podcast. Like and subscribe to podcast. Big shout out to everyone that listens. Um, and next week, we will see you in Kansas City. Thanks for joining us this week. And remember, always receive the ball on your front foot. Mm-hmm.